Welcome to another Retro Game Night. I am uh, Damien DiCarlo. I am player one with player two here, Earl Lawrence. What's going on, man? Good. How are you doing, man? I am so good. Just hanging out. Just another day. Talk about really cool stuff in the retro gaming world. Um, but we also have player three today. Michael Losey, what's going on? How's it going, guys? Really stoked for today's episode. Same, same. Yeah. Judging yep. by our wallpapers, if you're watching the YouTube, um, you know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a coverage, a complete review of the Super Mario Brothers movie 2023. <gasps> this is a big deal. Yeah. That, like a long-awaited <laughs> yeah. day that gamers have waited to see what was going to happen with said movie, uh, given that we've had just a few retro gaming-based movies Back in the 90s that were not that great, um, more nostalgic, if anything. But uh, if you look back at the quality, we needed some updating. So we definitely have uh, a, a good movie to talk about in terms of lots of material. So let's get started. Super Mario Brothers 2023 just got released at the time of this recording. We're in April. Um, this is doing really well. The box office. Um, the budget was $100 million so far in the box office. $729.5 million has been getting in. Um, great cast. We have Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen. I mean, talk about a packed uh, casting here. Like, there's just so many cool people. Um, yeah. So let's do it. Let's dive in. I want to talk a little bit about first initial... First initial reactions. We get to the theater. We're stoked. We're seeing the Super Mario Brothers movie. We sit down. We see the Nintendo logo. What are you guys thinking? Dude, pure excitement. <clears throat> the adrenaline, you know, just the hype up to it also. Uh, it's, it's like that. You're plugging in a video game and you're ready to play it. This one, I was sitting in the movie theater and just ready to just go after it and just, you know, see all the Easter eggs and everything that they have going on, trying to as if you're playing a video game too and they have those shots in the movie which had the uh, side scrolling effect but yeah we could go more in depth in it i think they overall did a great job again from the intro you're 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 drawn in with the bowser castle or you know with the with bowser come in and invading this other castle and uh, yeah that was pretty cool we incorporated right away the penguins which were notably from the new super mario brothers uh you from the wii u system i believe that was the introduction of them if i'm wrong it might be mario party but um losi how about you what were some of the first reactions when you saw it oh huge i think the atmosphere like earl said there was just like this atmosphere right in general there's like this huge hype you can tell everyone was excited um i could probably speak for both of us um in that we both live near la right and i work right outside universal studios so the whole build-up i kind of saw even up to this movie right you had all the billboards um they had city walk of course and their store already opened up which i visited so you could tell like there was you know this is going to be a big deal and um when i showed up to the movie theater i could just tell everyone was excited to see it and um like earl said like as soon as you saw that nintendo um logo it was just like it's game on right like mm -hmm. let's do this and yeah it was really fun i wonder if they were afraid of failure because i mean 
be real. A lot of the video game movies we've seen, other than Sonic, which <laughs> we've reviewed, you and I, Earl, yep. um, didn't do well. So, I mean, Sonic did well, but that wasn't Nintendo. That's Sega. Um, but still, like, I can see some some nerves coming in with this, and I would only assume it's a big risk. You have a new park opening. You have a movie that you spent, you know, so much money on. Um, but now we have it. So we go into the movie. We see a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of, uh, man, there's just so many cameos, so many things. Uh, Losi, you took a lot of good notes. I, I want to know what you noticed that we can talk about in the movie. There's just so many things that were brought up. Oh, I mean, yeah, just even before the movie started, right? I just noticed this was a huge time for Nintendo just make take advantage of the opportunity, though. Um, if you look, almost half of like the, the credits, like they talked about um, the Nintendo Switch Online service. Uh, they talked about the Zelda series. Um, I noticed, you know, the kind of making uh, taking advantage of Tears of uh, the Kingdom upcoming, right? That's going right. to be the biggest release this year. So um, they definitely took advantage of that. And um, having this partnership with Illumination, um, I was thinking to myself the entire time, like, what is going to be next, right? Um, and then after seeing this movie, I can only imagine and I can only hope more um, is to come. And obviously, we kind of have the benefit now. It's been a couple weeks since the release. And I think you were just talking about, you know, we didn't know what the expectations were. We were actually kind of even maybe afraid of failure, I think, a little bit, right? Right. Um, and with that being said, it's blown the box office out of the water way yeah. uh, more than expectations. Right. And that is really cool to see. I think we have all seen it more than once. Um, yeah, we have yeah. all seen it more than once. <laughs> that, that's um, true. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that speaks a lot in itself. And so, I mean, this first time I was just I was just sitting there and loving it and enjoying it and just kind of just taking it all in. Right. It was a lot yeah. to take in um, just being uh, a Super Mario fan. Uh, but the second time, like you said, I did take notes, actually, kind of kind of nerded out. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> there was literally <laughs> there was so much to write down. I mean, I'm not going to lie, like. It's really hard to write in the dark and my handwriting is chicken scratch as it is. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like with my cell phone, like, dude, yeah. Easter egg here. Some Easter dude in the audience there. looking at you just shaking his head, like, please. <laughs> oh, right. I was in the back row in the corner on purpose. Um yeah. <laughs> and it was such a mixed crowd, you know, like again, a, a we'll just say, you know, a, a child movie or a kid movie or you know, a cartoon, you would expect, you know, a bunch of kids. No, there was a lot of grown-ups there, and I think that's also what ties into their marketing. They didn't have to throw this in front of you and say, you know, like Mario, Mario, Mario. Everyone knew, again, what Mario comes with, the prestige it has. So you're, right. you're already intrigued by it and you don't have to, again, the marketing team already knows that there's a large audience for the game and for um, the franchise of Super Mario that, again, going to the movie theater and seeing a bunch of different age groups enjoying it. Yeah, I watched it twice once solo and then the other one with my daughter who she loved it and you yeah. know she immediately wanted to go home and be like hey can i play mario i'm like yeah of course you can play mario and yeah. that's the beautiful thing about it like we're kind of more uh on the sidelines checking out i guess a younger generation what they think of it mm -hmm. um there's obviously now new mario games there's just there's has been for a while on mainly on the switch but um kids are playing it still they're seeing the roots when we react. So like if we see something and they're like, well, what is that? What do you mean? Like what, like for instance, the guy that was kind of being a bully to Mario and Luigi, we got the guy with a wrecking crew hat that we all know was a game back in 1985, 86. I'm a little 
uh, sketchy here on the on the year, but I mean, great video game, and um, kids may not know that, you know. So it was definitely a, a an aim to the adults there. Yeah, Damien, I, I wanted to bring this up, and I just um, I watched your panel when uh, your last uh, Comic Con down in LA, and I know one thing you had talked about, and that was kind of the resurgence of you know how we survived the pandemic, right? And I think one of those vital pieces was the resurgence of a lot of our nostalgia, right? And a lot of that was just some of these pinnacle franchises that have stuck around, such as Mario. And I'm 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 just kind of got like conspiracy theory, but I'm just wondering if that had a somewhat of a play on this. And you know, if they saw that, you know, this is one of those tiles that's sticking around. Their parents, this is how they're surviving the pandemic. They're they're getting their kids into it. You know, let's maybe yeah. maybe there is an opportunity here. And I, that's just something that's I have a thought really of, good though, point there. Watching your yeah. channel. I agree. Losi, I think you have a very good point. I think that the pandemic um, brought out, you know, obviously a lot of horrible things involved with the pandemic, but also a lot of good. There was a lot of time to uh, self-reflect. There's a lot of time to work on yourself. There was a lot of time to catch up with family, with whatever your hobbies were. And for a lot of people, going back to a comfort zone was retro gaming. That was more or less what I explained when we talked about that. And for me, retro gaming was that like, sort of that cozy gray comfort feeling and that probably did very well during that period of time and people got a refresher during that and so with that and then the switch bringing back a lot of the retro games um i think you're right i think a lot of that played on the pandemic uh earl you did a lot of gaming too during that is that something that you felt was part of this whole movement? Oh, for sure and you know to tie it in with the movie they had Again, paid homage to a lot of the classic games. Like from the beginning, uh, Punch Out Pizzeria, I believe that. Yeah, That's Punch right. Out Pizzeria. Punch out pizzeria. <laughs> and you know, you're looking at the back walls and you're seeing these posters, and it's all clips of Punch Out. So <laughs> at at that point, you're like, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be awesome. You're gonna see a lot of different games that they're gonna pay homage to. And um, another one that I saw was actually Mario was playing Kid Icarus. Right stairs yeah. and he's playing video game and from there you're seeing all these other video games you're seeing this the f-zero poster behind him you're seeing the stark uh the star fox die cast uh model ship right on top of the tv and you're like dude that that's the star fox ship and it's just it goes on and on and i know um there was a you know looking up the restaurant names that i was checking out too there was a french restaurant that was called uh i don't know if i'm gonna say this right uh chasse au canard which Huh. translate to hunting ducks and no the logo way. was the duck yeah <laughs> yeah that's that that's hilarious duck and hunt. it was i was like uh, dude i even wrote the name now i was like okay cool what's this restaurant that is so cool it has to tie into something and, you know at that point you're seeing things um and that you know i googled it and i translated and it says duck hunting and i was like dude that's freaking awesome man and another one was to head notes here and mike michael's uh low screen behind him um it was the burger restaurant, Castle Burger Joint. Yes, when I didn't notice he's that. Going yeah. to the, it's just right behind him. He's going in the, you know, the flagpole when he's at the end stage, or end of the stage, and that's how it looked like, you know, from it transiting. You're like, oh, that's like yeah. a video game. Slides down that lamppost, I want to mm -hmm. say, and it's like a, you know, um, take on the flag, the, you know, the image yeah. right behind you, Losi. Um, yeah. All that was just so brilliantly done that it was subtle enough to be like, did they just, yeah, I think they just did that. And and it's almost mm -hmm. like it goes a little quick for you because yeah. you're taking else, you know, everything else in at that point. Um, so 
let's talk about the music because going to that, I, I noticed this composer, uh, his music score had all these undertones of Super Mario Brothers, like all the franchise, multiple games. There was little portions of like the fortress music. It was mm-hmm. like um, you're, you're you're under the um, underworld where you're searching for uh, stuff on, beneath the sewers and or in, inside the sewers. It was all these undertones that brought you back to the game. It was directly when, linked to that. When when they introduced the rainbow rainbow road and you could hear the music playing too, yeah. and they're going through, you're just like, oh yeah. man! And I yeah. remember scenes you would jump, you know, because you would fall off, obviously. But there are some uh, parts in the game where you could do a shortcut and you would fall off the track and you land on another side of track, and that actually played out in the movie. Uh, just brilliant with everything that they did and how they tied that in and the music crazy enough there's a lot of 80s rock yeah yeah you're just like how does this tie in but again it brings that nostalgic back and you're like oh look at this they're playing all these songs they had a kill bill song too when they're getting ready for for, for battle and uh (laughs) yeah i was just like this is this is cool everything kind of just fit in right it just like all played it was like it was it was a good mixture of like you were saying 80s early 90s songs i wrote them some of them down like the beastie Mm -hmm. boys no sleep till brooklyn Uh, yeah the thunderstruck acdc and um i need a hero by bonnie tyler and i was just like dude everything played out so well but then, of course, you had Jack Black paint Bowser, right? And of course, oh, here we go. The Jack Black original. <laughs> wow. Like, let's talk about like potential award winners, even. No, this yeah. is like some this really is good stuff. This for Academy Award, guys. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, the piano, the, the, you know, the underground theme. And I heard that. Oh, that was fun. But then the Peaches song. I mean, just like, oh, it was one hit after the next. And that was, yeah, that was so cool. <laughs> Okay, so the music that I noticed, and this is something that will totally date me. I mean, I, I mean, we're on a retro gaming podcast, so anyway, whatever. I don't care about yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the the uh, commercial for the plumbing business, that music was if you were a '90s kid and you remember it, it was in the OG Super Mario Super Show, and it was on. Oh man, what channel? I want to say it could have been Fox Eleven. You know, if you're in oh, yeah. Eleven, that yeah. music was yeah. the theme song to that show, and they just completely, just blatantly played homage in that. Just like wow, just totally hit you on the face. Like I remember this. Yeah, so it wasn't very subtle on that one. It was definitely paying tribute to a great show that was um, live action mixed with the animated show of Mario. So it was really cool to see a throwback and with truly- the cheesy. It was nice and cheesy cheesy sound effect. The show was just as cheesy as that commercial, basically. Right. Um, But we we as kids in the '90s, we just literally soaked up anything we had that was related to gaming or comics or whatever on TV. Yeah. Um, But I think that that was awesome. They played homage to that. Um, Props for you guys and Dino for doing that. That was great. Just now, in case you're wondering, that number doesn't work on the commercial. I did try that. <laughs> <laughs> you called the number on the screen. <laughs> I, I, I wrote that down. I was like, I have to call this number. Did you right? go to the website? It. Wasn't there a website? Yeah. There SMB is a, plumbing? A, a functional website, and it's just a kind of a fun parody. Um, I definitely recommend checking out it. It was uh, the smbplumbing.com. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The, yeah. the whole scene played out so well to introduce their business because that was very much like what reminded me at this point i'm thinking okay you're like the 1993 
Super Mario movie, you you see the two main characters in that film having hardships over their business, trying to get it started or getting on their, you know, getting their business going uh, to where it's productive and, and profitable. And that's the same play they did on this. It was the same thing. They're trying to find work. They land the job. We get an awesome, funny scene with the stupid dog that was trying <laughs> to bite them. And uh, but then again, and you know the dog's defense, they they uh, I want to I guess I want to say it was Mario that did it. I can't remember. Stepped on his bone, <laughs> and so pissed the dog. Luigi. Off. <laughs> I think Luigi stepped. Luigi was the one that stepped on the bone, Luigi. and the dog okay. just turned like, you're <laughs> like, oh, here we go. I mean, you already start seeing where it's going. You see the film's vibe. You're seeing mm-hmm. that it's going in a form of okay, this is going to be complete comedy. It's it's great. It's not just going to be what would be a kid's movie. It's adults will laugh too. And I was laughing really hard. I thought it was great. So props on that. I think that was another props here is that the comedy was well done. Um, I mean, going back to the music, when you go to that piano of Bowser playing Peaches, 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 I think that, I mean, the director must've just said, can you just do this scene as Jack Black? Like, you don't have to be Bowser in this part. Just be Jack Black. And he's like, okay. He does yeah. what he does best. He does a little singing song and dancing. And I picture Jack Black on the microphone literally dancing or something as he's doing it. Um, <laughs> so I think that was great. I think what really stood out was the character development for each person, right? So you have Mario, the big brother. You have Luigi, the younger brother. They had cutback scenes of, you know, uh, someone smashing or taking the flag off of Luigi's, um, his his castle that he built. And you have Mario step up and it kind of played throughout the movie. Luigi gets lost in the dark world and Mario is, you know, he's going to try to save, you know, he's looking to save his brother. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And then it leads to, you know, Princess Peach finding herself like she, you know, I don't know what the story was in the past or how she became part of this fake world or you know imagine an imaginary world and you just see that she was raised up by the toads and you know i all those different things and then you go to this freaking bowser guy you know and kind of cringeworthy when he's talking about how much he wants to marry princess peach and there's a scene when someone yelled from the crowd well she doesn't like you and he's just like but you'll love me and you're just kind of like that's kind of uh, creepy but sure and it just plays the you know it just really shows different character types throughout this that you don't get from the video game. You know, you're, you're now learning it from a movie. You just have Bowser's the bad guy, but actually there's layers to these characters and you're seeing how it's going out on film and the Donkey Kong world too. You know, mm-hmm. he plays this, he's all fun and here's on buff guy. Kind of remind me of like the Gronkowski, right? He's just kind of like, just likes to have fun. This big dude, Diddy Kong. That was really cool seeing Diddy Kong, uh, Donkey Kong's dad too. I was just, a lot just of so things with the characters. On. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I did see Yoshi. Um, I know we didn't see Green Yoshi. There's a scene when we could see the Yoshi's running in the background, but yeah. I'm sure something's gonna come out with uh, the next one with Yoshi because there is a scene uh, when they're getting married or the married scene, and they're bringing gifts, and one of them is a green uh, Yoshi egg. So no kidding, they showed in that scene. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did notice that it was like a green uh, spotted egg, and wow. so I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think what Earl was saying though, they paid you know all the characters and how they also um, are reflected in other franchises, right? So like, 
you were mentioning the Donkey Kong, right? You saw the Jungle mm-hmm. Kingdom, yeah. um, but then you also had like Luigi and Luigi's Mansion, right? You kind of had this that scene where he was yeah. with his flashlight, and you're like, oh yeah, I, you know, I kind of remember that. Um, but yeah, and then the last one I also remember was the Rainbow Road, right? That scene was mm-hmm. awesome and paying homage to Mario Kart when they're able to like customize their carts each, you know, and press start. And um, yeah. of course, Toad is loading up on the monster truck, you know, and <laughs> customizing just... to the sound of ACDCs. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Even so... with the battle scene there, you know, they had what you played with Mario Kart when you did the battle scene, you know, you had these shells that you would throw at people and you would, you know, you see a lot of the bananas being dropped in these cars these that shells. are just squirrely and yeah. crashy and they did the spin, <laughs> right? So, you know, when you get a banana, you kind of go off to this turn and you spin out, but Ah, dude, there's just so many cool effects that they added to this movie that was. You even had the shortcut. Yeah, you had the shortcut on Rainbow Road. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that uh, I'll venture to say I I didn't really think about it till right now. But so there's a lot of the Mario games that the younger generation may not know, i.e. Mario 1, 2 or 3, let's say some of those Mm -hmm. games or even like a Game Boy game of Mario. The references, let's say if they had any, but I think universally it caught every every generation Mario Kart. Now that you bring it up, I think it got those that were older already still playing hardcore because they weren't quite old old. They were still young enough to get into still games. Um, and then the kids got into Mario Kart at the same time that were of a newer generation. So I think the references in Mario Kart were probably very, very well received because that is like the main one people played together competitively. Um, I really, really am happy that they did a pretty long scene. I, I'll say long and, you know, in terms of other parts that were quick, but, um, the entire Mario Kart part was really cool. The, the scenes of Mario Kart were great. Uh, let's see. So we have, we have a potential Oscar nomination, which is insane. I love that. Um, we have this movie doing well in the box office. Let's critique a little bit more, uh, Chris Pratt. How do we feel about Chris Pratt as Mario? I know there were some uh, initially some not so good reviews, not reviews, but more like um, well received by the fans when they heard it was him, when especially they heard he wasn't going to do the Italian accent. Um, and yet, as we watched it, he did end up doing it in the commercial. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do we what do we think there? Start with you, Losi. What What do you think of Chris Pratt as Mario now that you've seen it a few times? Um, yeah, I mean, of course, Chris Pratt in general, right, is a great actor. And um, I think everyone was a little leery that, you know, you have to have an iconic Mario voice, you know, if you're going to be doing that role, it just, it just has to fit. And um, so I took that criticism, I, you know, I think it was well deserved um, going into the movie. But after seeing the performance, um, I didn't I never really even thought about it. It, it never really, right. you know, I, I, I kind of found myself really just falling into the movie really quick and forgetting that that was even something that was a potential, I don't know, a failure for this movie. But I, I didn't see that. And um, I think Chris Pratt did an amazing job. I think majority um, of the roles in this movie were done very well. I did have um, one character where it did take me, I would say that second time to watch where I'd be like, okay, now I feel a little bit more comfortable with this, but you know, it, it did take me a second time for, uh, I'll just say Donkey Kong. Yeah. Earl, what, what would you say uh, going to Chris Pratt here for Mario? Your your take on it? I think, well, 
for a star lead role with Mario, I don't think he stepped up to the plate as much where I think he was outshined with Jack Black. Right. He was outshined even by Luigi in, in some points where I could remember more, you know, of this of those scenes. You just know Mario, okay, Mario's the main guy. But like we were talking about too, not having the accent throughout, it's it's not a make or break for me. I still think he did an amazing job and he played his role uh, well enough where, you know, the whole cast is able to shine. And I think that's why... It's like it's like you know he's he probably took a step back in this role. He's not like the main lead guy, and that had to do everything and try to be something. I think he just knew what Mario is, and that's why I'm comfortable with it because again, it, it let me see more people like Jack Black and uh, Anya. Anya Taylor Joy, Anya, <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy's Peach, and you know I and again Charlie Day is Luigi. I think that's where it makes it better. He's more of like the let's bring people together instead of, well, no, I'm the main guy and let me do all this stuff. I think he I think he did a really good job. You know, even without the accent, I would, I I don't know who was the other lead roles and maybe you guys know who was gonna be up for Mario, but I didn't research or find out to see who else was, you know, potential Mario's. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, and I, I heard you, you get critiqued for it or he's getting critiqued for it, but let me yeah. know the other people that were on that very short list probably you know um that who could do better but i think he killed it absolutely yeah um i i like you i'm not aware of other um people that were in the running up for that role but i i'm sure there was a good you know amount of people that tried out um so chris pratt initially when i heard it was going to be him yeah i'll be honest i felt like i don't know if he's right for it just because no no hate on him at all i just mario is a big shoe to fill as far as the type of character for me personally just because you're spearheading not just a mario franchise i'll i'll say it you're gonna spearhead nintendo like you're, you're yeah. gonna spearhead it so i had to think about this i'm like okay i mean i guess i'll see when i see the movie and uh to agree with, with both of you he completely killed it I, I absolutely killed it uh great performance he didn't need the accent i was like wow as i watched this i was thinking you know he's not doing that italian accent that people were complaining about and I really don't care like I think it sounds great I think it sounds what I would imagine Mario would be in 2023 um yeah. and I think he's obviously a very good choice everybody knows Chris Pratt he, he, the the studios know that <laughs> he has a following it's going to bring in a certain amount of people given what's happened with him in Marvel specifically I mean if you go into that franchise he's Pulled in a lot of audience and fans with Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think it was a great choice. Uh, Luigi, Charlie Day, Losi, tell me what you thought of him for Lo for Luigi. Yeah, um, I really liked Luigi, honestly. Um, I think Charlie Day did a great job. I feel like um, Charlie Day in general is just polarizing actor either like or didn't like him from always sunny in philadelphia and i i did like that show so maybe i am biased right um i think he did a really good job i think he was definitely like um earl said he actually had some moments where you know i think he was kind of the one shining and had some of those lead um you know sayings and statements um so i yeah i i think he did good earl how about you what do you say yeah. what, what say you on that like I said, Charlie, I think Charlie Day did great. You know, there's that 
character that he was able to kind of bring into this real life, you know, bring into the screen, you know, and I'll do a comparison really with, uh, you know, the other movie that we critiqued, which is Sonic, right? So, you know, Ben Schwartz, Sonic the Hedgehog kind of equal to, well, obviously like not a bigger name as uh, we have with um, Chris Pratt, but you know, you have to work with other individuals like how he did it with um, Jim Carrey, right? So Jim Carrey for Sonic as what's what's the what's the bad guy's name for Sonic? Shoot, no, no, Robotnik. I'm just gonna let you suffer. I'm gonna let yeah, you Robotnik. Suffer. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh. so it's, it's you know shifting gears between Mario and Sonic. Yeah, it's, there was not, it's not it's not coming in a little bit. Um, but like this, the same thing. You know that you have this exuberant character in Mr. Robotnik played by Jim Carrey. You have this exuberant person, Jack Black, playing Bowser. I think they just, it made it work, you know, and then the supporting cast around it, and I don't even want to call them supporting cast, but the whole cast as a general, I think they they gelled well. They made the movie what it is. Charlie Day stepped up and was the character that you want to fall in love with. This Luigi guy, you know, he's fragile. He's putting himself out there like, you know, and you have this abrasive Mario. Well, not as abrasive, but, you know, he's the protector of Luigi. And Luigi just is like, you know, he plays that role. And when you see him step up at the end scene, when he gets the sewer to block Bowser's fire and you just see, you know, the connection and then they both become, they get the star power and you could see they just both, you know, as they're going through and they're, you know, (laughs) yeah, I think they worked out (laughs) together and you could see where he, Luigi stepped up at the end and, yeah literally yeah literally they were just (laughs) my my take with uh mr charlie day is that um it's interesting i'm gonna sound i have to say this carefully because i want to make sure it comes out right i i am a big big fan of charlie day i i absolutely love always sunny in philadelphia I absolutely love the the tone of his unique voice. I absolutely, I most of my friends even know I can nail an impression. That's how much I love doing. Do it. You have to do it. Do it. No, no, I'm too you busy to do it. <laughs> Another time, <laughs> bloopers, blooper reel, maybe later. Okay, but okay. What I'm going to say on it though is that he actually did a good job not sounding Charlie Day, if that makes sense. He didn't have his usual tone. He didn't have his usual catchphrases or phonetics of the way it is it's like he just delivered it as it should have been that's where i think he did an amazing job because it's like i can you can get seth rogan we'll get to seth rogan in a minute he acted like seth rogan and we'll, we'll get into a little bit about donkey Kong. but with luigi you get you got a guy that has a very unique and very trademark sound and yet he did it so that it didn't quite sound so him it was sounded like mm-hmm. most likely what i would think he was thinking i want to sound like a luigi like i want to sound like what I know of it in the gaming world and the and the and the cartoons, whatever. Um, so huge, huge props to Mr. Charlie Day um, for not being so Charlie Day. <laughs> um, I think Nintendo did a good job on this at making reinforcing that they're from Brooklyn, right? So these are just American guys that right. are from you know they're Italian American. They're not you know so right. Um, they you know I think they reinforce that just well enough to yeah we're like again where you never really thought about it. So um, now that I brought up Seth Rogen, how do, how do we feel about Donkey Kong's voice, guys? What do you Lucy, let's go with you on that one. I, I want to know what you think. I think you mentioned it before with me when we talked about it. What's your take? Yeah, um, 
<laughs> I know when he first like enters that scene, right? When he jumps in and he just and he mm -hmm. he uh, he yells and screams, and you're just like, oh man, or like is that his? That's Seth Rogen, obviously. Like there, it, that's yeah. <laughs> there's only one voice, right? That that can be, and um, it was just it was it just took me a little bit. Um, like I said, I was just. I was just kind of taken back by it. It just, he just went full for Seth Rogen. I didn't feel like there was any attempt to be Donkey Kong. Right. Um, but again, as the movie kind of went on and I kind of just saw how they were playing out that character, it did make sense. And it, it, it did slowly start um, building on me, but it, that initial, um, that initial scene, man, it, like I said, it just, it took me back a little bit. So I was just, um, yeah, I had to, you know, I had to get warm to it. Let's just say that Earl. Yeah, I will echo what Mike said too. You know, with with Seth Rogen, you know, you expect hilarity, but then you have this machismo kind of <laughs> monkey, you know, gorilla, um, and he plays this. And like like I said earlier, like this Gronk type, rum, this you know big buff monkey. But you know, we know Seth Rogen too. He's you know he's a he's he's a cool guy, right? So it's, it's probably. <laughs> I when when he recorded some I don't know, um, yeah, I but don't know. I don't know. But it good again with all with the whole cast. I think it worked well together. I don't know, you know, thinking about it now, like who would then play a better Donkey Kong? You know, I'm, definitely not Idris Elba. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, <laughs> busy being I, knuckles right now. So <laughs> that's right. Another Sonic reference. Um, but yeah, I. You know, him and Seth Rogen, even when he goes, when they're lining up with the cars and he just goes to Mario and he's like, I hate you. You know, that's up, that's total you. Seth Rogen. Yeah, just I hate you. That's like, okay, Seth Rogen's like, I hate you. I, he probably says it in every movie, you know? Uh, I think it was, a, he was above par. He did good. Uh, I think that it, it was, I had forgotten or I didn't know one or the other, but either way, I was a little taken back, just like Losey when I heard, Donkey Kong talk. I'm like, oh, Seth Rogen. And at that point, I was really paying attention because I'm like, how's he going to do this? And he like I, I, I was on board with it. The, the thing that got me to crack up, I felt like I had an out of experience moment for a minute <laughs> is, is when you hear Donkey Kong do the Seth Rogen laugh. <laughs> That's when I'm like, <laughs> there is a Seth Rogen giggle. Um, yeah. It was funny because it's like I laugh because I know that that's Seth Rogen doing his usual laugh that we hear. Same time, I'm also like, is that Donkey Kong? I don't, I don't know, but okay. It's I'm laughing, guys. Like I'm laughing here, so I'm gonna let it slide. Like I, it entertained me. Um, would Seth Rogen have been my first choice? No, he wouldn't have been. But I think he did really good with making me feel like it's okay. Like it's it's I like you so much that it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I I was hoping Donkey Kong would be more of like a surfer accent, you know, like just like chill yeah, yeah. Donkey Kong. Yeah. You know, kind of lazy. Um, but he was just very like, Oh, here's my pecs and all this stuff. Very macho. Yeah, yeah. Very macho again. Yeah. I would him to say like awesome or cowabunga, whatever. I think it would have been cool to get like a surfer type donkey kong just because i'm thinking now of uh, the tnc surf but that's yeah that's different they could have just gotten arnold schwarzenegger i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mario i gotta tell you something um no so the uh, two more characters i want to just review before we move on to the next portion but we got anya taylor joy so peach um i'll start off this one 
Peach to me is a very important character. It's the whole reason why Mario is doing what he's doing. Um, in most of the games, I should say. And she killed it in a way where I, I knew it was her that was doing it. I'm a big fan of her stuff. And I completely forgot it was her throughout the whole time. She just sounded like Peach from the video game because there were portions where she would talk and I mean, she killed it. She I'm just like, wow, I really forgot that that was you, even mm -hmm. though I knew it was you that was in that movie. And um, she's a phenomenal actress. I mean, she, she's just she's got like a whole thing going for her where her acting skill is just I would never picture her being like in this movie by choice. I would think that the studio is begged <laughs> on it. Yeah. Like, please be a part of it. You're an amazing actress. And she did. She did an amazing job. Um, do you guys feel the same or how, how do we feel about Peach here? I love the fact that it was Anya Taylor-Joy. She, again, Queen's Gambit, like you, big fan of, you know, yeah. all, all of her work. Um, and it really set the tone, like how delicate Peach is. And it's this princess that, you know, obviously everyone wants to marry <laughs> Bowser, <laughs> creep, creepy Bowser. Creepy Bowser um, wants to do it no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. He's, yeah, that's, that's so cringe, man. Um, but... <clears throat> I think she nailed it, and there were points, or there were parts of this uh, of the movie when I actually can picture her. You know, like although we see Peach Princess, like you can picture her doing like that, like it's her, but it's a cartoon version of her. But you could definitely feel it through the through the uh, scenes that she was in, and you know, teaching Mario and having the patience to kind of go through this whole map phase and teaching him how to you know, what these power-ups are and how she's, you know, gets the fire and starts the fire and all these little things. And you just see how much she knows, like, knowledge-wise in this Mario world. And no, I'm saying Mario world. In, in, in the, the mushroom world, her kingdom, uh, <laughs> she's, she's definitely has this, and I don't know how old she is. And I know, I think we had this conversation, how old speech is she's, you know, old enough to get married and <laughs> whatever the case may be. But yeah, she's she's the princess. She's there, you know, she's the their the ruler. And I think she just played the part well. And you have that like, oh, utmost respect because she's just so cool. Cool. Yeah, I have to yeah, totally echo and just you know everything Earl said because <laughs> she was kick ass peach in this movie. Yeah. Um, I would say she was probably my second favorite role in this uh movie. Um, a very close second. I I think her role in this was just flawless. And I mean, if you're a, if you're a girl power, um, anything like that, you probably loved this role as well. You know, I think she um, embraced just, you know, you know how great women can be and taking right. control of the situation and everything else. I thought she was a great protagonist in this. Absolutely. I mean, she's in, in the games has had her damsel in distress moments, but most of the time she kicks ass. I mean, mm -hmm. you go back to just Mario two. She's a player. Not only you select and play, but she dominates. Like she, she can mm -hmm. float. She can do cool moves. And this was back in the eighties. So this was, I can see this being a very, very big thing in a start for, uh, those that look to this kind of role and female empowerment and how this is like totally with roots that have been there. It's not something that you find a movie like 2023. Oh, of course they're going to make her powerful. They have to No, She already yeah. has been guys. She's had yeah. these roles yeah. and you, she may look all princessy and dainty, but <laughs> she's got some moves. She does. So, and she was training that... Mario, right? She was yeah. training Mario. Yeah. Like I need a hero. That was the, that scene. Right. And 
Yeah. Oh man, she just killed it, right? And she's going through that maze almost like flawlessly. Like, come on, Mario. And, like, let's do and this. how modest is she, right? Mario's like, well, how many times did it take you? And she was like, oh, you know, a couple or whatever. And then finally it comes out, <laughs> yeah, I did it the first try. And out of all cars, she gets the motorcycle. Like, she doesn't need a go golf cart, you know, like a go kart. She wants right. the motorcycle. She, she's totally in control. She's on fire. Sure. <laughs> um, okay. Last but not least, there's so many more people we probably talk about, but last but not least, let's get into Jack Black. Bowser, Mr. Bowser, Losey, start with you. Go, go with your impressions and your thoughts on Mr. Jack Black. Yeah, so I, of course, just mentioned Peach as my second favorite role. Um, but I have to say, this is just kind of perfect timing, that Bowser was my favorite role. Um, I think Jack Black did phenomenal, and I can't wait to hear what Earl has to say. Um, because I feel like he <laughs> thinks differently than me. But um, when you just think of what Bowser is, right, in general, he's mm. this, you know, he is this weird, creepy, um, you know, Koopa King, right? And he um, he just has a bunch of minions, and his one goal is this princess. And I think he really embodied that. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it, but it was still... It was still fun, right? They they tied like the the royal wedding um, from Mario Odyssey into it, and um, they incorporated all these different and other sides of Bowser that just it just it all worked. And of course, it's Jack Black, so the music was what, in my opinion, um, set it over the top, you know, performance wise. Yeah, the the piano scene for sure. Um, Earl, yeah. so. Let's get let's get your thoughts on on Bowser, um, Jack yeah. Black. Bowser wants to be the bad guy. Bowser is the bad guy. You know, he's the antagonist. So he, he plays it well. But like I said already, you know, it's cringe that how his infatuation for Princess Peach and just going to marry her and she will. And um, he there was a scene, too. That's the piano scene, which great scene you know right when he did the song and then he's you know he gets the information from a koopa that you know that princess peach is training and he's doing the dun -dun 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 -dun. tell me about it you know and he's just going into this yeah. whole scene and he's telling him and he's the first thing he's like well does she like mario or this or he, i don't even think he knows the name but you know she, yeah. he's getting a jealous like you know he has that jealous side of him and you could see it and you could feel it off the screen he crushes the guy's fingers, and I, I, I don't know what the saying is. That's what I was trying to look up right now. What he says, because he says pain is pain is the best teacher. That's what he there, says. That, that's what he said. Pain yeah. is the best teacher, and you're just like, oh, what a jerk, you know, like whatever. Yeah. He <laughs> but, played that well. Yeah, yeah, but you know, he's he's the king of the Koopas. He's there. You know, he's the he's he's the man. He's Bowser. Jack Black killed this role. Like he again. If they had said, you know, Bowser just or Jack Black, just be you, he did it. But now you're embracing this, this Bowser character and you're just like this guy, like as much as you want to hate him because he's that jerk bad guy. Again, I, I said cringeworthy bad guy because of how he 
he's gonna marry the princess no matter what she says i don't i have two daughters so obviously that plays in a little <laughs> bit of mode. where i'm at with this <laughs> if someone ever says i'm gonna marry them and no matter oh yeah no sorry yeah, girls um, with this shotgun ready to go let's go meet this guy <laughs> right yeah and that's that was all part of it i'm like man you're not even trying to like swoon the princess you're like here look at my star she's gonna fall in yeah. love with me because i have the star and it, it like, really good. shows a couple qualities obsessiveness it shows yeah. just how much of a monster he is and just yeah. it's, it's like these real world things that have been applied but at the same time i've noticed that it's balanced well with a bit of the lightheartedness of yeah. the goofiness of what is mario um i think in this it works i think it's funny i think it's um it's a movie we have to remember is made for adults too so it's not yeah it's not just a kid's movie i think here's here's a concept i want to throw out i think that it's not a children's movie at all and and hear me out i think it's an adult movie thrown in with things that will have the kids feel comfortable seeing like it's it's something almost like the reverse how we've seen movies oh this is a kids movie but man they put some adult humor that's really funny for the adults i think yeah. it's the reverse i think they honestly made this for adults adults know if you're within your 30s and 50s if you're going to see a movie of Mario, it's not going to be some badass, epic, uh, award-winning. Uh, it's not that. It's not that. It's it's goofy. It's funny. It's a video game. Uh, so I think that they know already when they're making this movie for adults. The adults know it's got to be lighthearted. It's got to be cool, like you know, in in a way that I remember as a kid. And then the kids will follow along with, yeah, this is fun. It's animated. They look like toys that I I know or a video game. So that's where I think the genius of this movie is. I think that it drew an audience that primarily in my, and this is just my own humble opinion, I think yeah. specifically for adults, but kids followed along really well because it's something they were familiar with. So I will give major props to Hollywood for that. You get, you played it really well. I think if they would have made this a movie for kids with adult humor, I think it would have failed because it would have been a, a movie that the adults would have sort of dismissed like, oh, it's it's cool, but uh, you screwed up on that. Hey, you didn't give enough homage to the stuff I remember. Oh, OK, it's for the kids. I get it. It's fun. It's a fun yeah. movie. It could have been the shoulda, coulda, woulda, but they yeah. really they just did it. They you just know, did they it for what every yeah. adult out there that remembers that's they threw everything out there for you. All yeah. of it. And you got clips of video games, you know, when you're playing the video game, like the huge bullet missile that would come out, right? Old and it was going to yeah. go through. Okay. Remember that that on the video game, it literally covered the whole screen and you would have to go into the crevasse and like duck under this boof, boof. And it had the sound, the boof, boof. And as that missile launched, it had that same sound. Uh, dude, Mario and then the whole yeah it's crazy damien i didn't realize even until after also when i saw i read some like editorial like opinions on this movie also and like how people were talking about i guess there was maybe some kind of you know political takes on this right and right. um you know what I, I just have to say i don't want to get into all those that type of stuff but i just like how they didn't really try to play to any kind of agenda and they just kind of stuck true to the franchise and you know they, they did pay yeah. the, the right homages and yeah. Um, and they didn't take anything too far. It was a fun movie, and honestly, I like you know Earl's daughters are a little bit older than I am, and they can probably enjoy it with him. But my, you know, she's super young. I can't yeah. wait till she's a, a few years older and 
I, I can see us watching this, you know, yeah. multiple times together. Like this is yeah. a great family movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, last but not least, I'll just, I mean, we're, we're going to wrap up here soon and give a review. I, th- I think we pretty much all know where, <laughs> where we're coming from with this, but um, I think that <laughs> this movie um, there, there's a portion of this movie that, couple of them that almost brought a tear to my eye and i'll tell you it's more like seeing this first of all happen the fact that we're getting it the fact that we have so beautifully done the other would be hands down to the screenwriter to show the true nature of the relationship between mario and luigi they're not just brothers but they're best friends and they go through everything together and let's get let's get real cheese ball guys i'm thinking of you guys you guys, my co-host, Retro Game Night, remember the quote that I took this from the movie. Nothing can hurt us as long as we're together, guys. Yep. Aw. Aw. Yeah. Hearts. <laughs> They're holding. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think this movie played really well on that. I think that it, it, it's about a bond. If you have siblings, some can be your best friends, some cannot. Some you feel like... I, I love my brother, but I, I don't I don't have that kind of relationship I have, let's say, with my sister or with my cousins. And yeah. this showed the bond of what true like a true bond was as a friendship too. They play together, they work together, and they got along well together. They cared about each other. They were nuts about each other. They want to make sure they were okay, you know, and it wasn't just, yeah. you know, messing around with each other all 24-7, you know, as as brothers do. But um that is my takeaway with this uh, in a more meaningful sense. But I'm going to wrap up with a review. As you guys know, we do a very in-depth review. Very scientific. <laughs> and I, you're already laughing, Earl. You got you to gotta get, get through this with me. All right. You're giggling. <laughs> what, what are you working out? Like, what, what is that? No, stretching? A little stretching, getting limbering up for this <laughs> review. Right I, think, here, I think he's, I think he's like, sweating. <laughs> sweating already, man. That's, that's two times you're sweating. Um, <laughs> a very, very scientific way of going about this. We're just going to rate this by three levels as we do our gaming reviews. We got showcase, which is something you want to just hang up. If it's a poster, if it's a game, if it's a movie, you want to tell everybody about it. And it can do no wrong for ages. Your second rating that we have is one and done when you love the time you had with it, but it's just not worth again, no matter what it is. And the third would be toilet paper. Just poop. You don't like it. So with that in mind, Mr. Earl Lawrence, you're up. What is your review with the Super Mario Brothers movie? Go. Uh, Surprise, surprise. I am going to give this a showcase. Again, watched it twice in the movies. This movie had a lot of easter eggs a lot of different things about it the storyline the characters the you know the voice cast outside of you know just who you understand as 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 these uh characters are developing uh, the music you know getting back to the 80s vibe and rock and again that that kill bill uh soundtrack uh you know the um the battle without honor or humanity that song um i showcase from beginning to end it had me just let's let's go it it was exciting it rainbow you know like all different facets of this movie incorporated 
each and every or a lot of the games, you know, from this very large franchise and they were able to do it in a movie and keep you on edge for, you know, what we would hope to be um, multiple movies. Uh, and I hope that they do uh, continue with this. But again, this was a showcase for many reasons. Well said. Michael Losey, rating Super Mario Brothers movie. Go. Yeah, also an easy one for me. And uh, what gets me most excited is I know growing up in the 90s, right, we get VHS cassettes and it seemed like it would take like over a year, right, for that to be released once it was uh, um, finished in the movie theaters. And then DVDs came out and it took like, I don't know, maybe like six months after. Right (laughs) now it's streaming, right? I feel like this, I can't wait for this to just hit it because I heard it's going to come out soon because um, again, when I saw it the second time, there was just still so much I didn't even notice from the first time. And I can only imagine the third time still finding new things. And I think that's, you know, what Earl kind of said, you know, it was right. Like there was just so much into this whole entire movie. It was really well thought out. Um, You know, there was a lot of great character development and I just, I'm, I'm excited to see what this partnership with illumination, you know, goes in the future. You know, are they going to do a Zelda series? Kirby, Donkey Kong. So Kong. much. Who, who knows? Who knows um, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah. It, this is so a showcase. The beginning. So, yeah. Uh, showcase this one for sure. Yeah. And um, hopefully, hopefully we have more to showcase. Absolutely. Uh, well, as you guys probably would know, I'm going obviously the same way. So showcase, you can't, you can't get it. You can't get it better than this. You can't get better than Jack Black being in the in the main role that he is. You can't you can't find a more eccentric, more funny, and more evil kind of guy to put in that role. You can't find a better, more stunning cast than what's in this movie. And I mean, you got all of these people. You're paying perfect homage to all the stuff that we know, the essence of what this podcast is retro game night you you're taking us back to what the meaning is to its roots and that is exactly what they did well and i think that there is just no other way around saying that it's a showcase it has to be shown to everybody it has to be shown to anyone that knows that doesn't know what a video game is what what is it like what is a video game like well watch this movie first and tell me what you think of it this will be a good way to start and that they made a movie and a whole plot over something that had such a loose plot in the whole film, I mean, or in the in the game, I'm sorry. Like the game didn't have a very in depth plot when it began, so for them to take just that little bit and expand it into a huge franchise, into now an I'll call it epic movie because it's epically done for what it is. You know, it, it's it's perfect. It is absolutely perfect. I don't know how I'll feel about the next couple of movies or other Nintendo movies. Um, I am trying to be realistic, but this is the most real review I think I've ever given with something that I love so much. And that says a lot because for me, the Sonic movie was huge for me. I loved it. Uh, this takes this takes over like by far to me. So lastly, we're going to get three different opinions to close out. I want to know what you guys want to see in a sequel of Super Mario, the movie. What do you guys wish will happen? We obviously know at the end credit scene, there's a Yoshi. <laughs> what do you guys want to see in the next movie? Earl, you're the first to, to look like you're leaning to the microphone. Let's yeah. go. 
I will have to go with Yoshi. Give me Yoshi. Um, give me some Super Smash Brothers type, you know, vibe because I did see a little bit of it when the Donkey Kong, when Donkey Kong versus Mario, you know, when they were in that arena. Um, how, you know, incorporate maybe some of that, but I keep with the storyline. I think don't steer too far away and don't get too crazy with it. But add those little things that we're still kind of missing that kind of is like, okay, well, I need, yeah, Yoshi, give me Yoshi and uh, maybe some Super Smash and I think we're, we'll, we'll be good. Just, uh, and the more Jack Black, right? So more of the, <laughs> he's so creepy. Um, keep, the, keep the cast together. You love to hate him. <laughs> That's what it is. You love to hate him, but keep yeah. the cast together and hopefully they're on it for the long haul. Um, would hate to see if somebody kind of, for whatever reason, uh, you know, didn't continue, but I think keep the cast together. Let's get a cool Yoshi going. And uh, yeah, I'm good with it. Michael Osi, your thoughts. Yeah, I, I, you're totally right. You know, Yoshi was obviously missing in this movie and, but those Easter eggs just kind of, it really hinted towards, you know, you know, if, if, if there is going to be a sequel, he's has to be a part of it. Um, so, you know, he, there would not be super Mario world without, Yoshi, right? right? So look, come on, let's, let's get real here. Um, yeah. I would like to see, I guess, more like Star Fox 64 stuff or, you know, some other like homages, Metroid, right? We didn't see much Metroid, I don't think, any of, in this. Right. Um, right. So there's some other in Zelda. So I feel like there's some other things they can kind of play on if they really want to. And hopefully they do. And, you know, if they do Super Smash Brothers, like Earl said, that would easily be an you know, easy transition. So that would be cool. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh. I want to see Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I want to see him involved. I do roll with me on this, guys. And I'm sorry for the podcast world. Want to say this? I want to see him play Yoshi. <laughs> Ooh! I think that would be hilarious because you know it's him. It's like yeah. the it's like the group thing. You laugh thinking it's Vin Diesel, and then you're like, but he kills it. But it's Vin Diesel. That can yeah. work. Pedro Pascal, Yoshi. He's like the most rough guy in the world looking when he plays Mandalorian in Star Wars. And now it's like, put him in Yoshi. That's so contrasting. I think it works. Uh, put him in there. Put him in there, guys. <laughs> let's yeah. go, studios. Anyway, guys, you heard our reviews. You heard exactly what you uh, wanted to hear with us. You probably were wanting to hear our opinions on this show about that. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you thought of Super Mario Brothers. And you know where to find us. We're on Instagram. We're on the web. Um, but just in case you want to stalk some people and be creepy, Michael Losey, where can folks find you on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, super simple. First and last name, Michael underscore Losey. Um, yeah, come and follow me. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Earl Lawrence. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Earl Lawrence's of fun. Yeah, lots of fun. Uh, you, can, you guys can follow me on Instagram. Hey, Earl Lawrence on IG. And that's it. No fun. No fun, no fun if you follow him. <laughs> no fun. Yeah. If you Just follow him, it's going to be chaotic, but you can follow me at Damien underscore DeCarlo. Uh, also, collectively, you can find us at RetroGameNightPodcast.com. Don't forget, guys, you need to be calm and please game on. Good night, everybody. Good night.